Deuteronomy chapter 8, but we're going to read verse 10 through 20 for our scripture reference today. God speaking and Moses doing the writing. He said, When thou hast eaten and are full, then shalt thou bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given thee. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God, and not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statues, which I command thee this day. Lest when thou hast eaten and are full, and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of Flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. And thou say in thy heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. This all kind of sounds a whole lot like America today, don't it? Verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives thee power to get wealth. Notice that. It's nothing to do with your talent or your ability. He said, you remember the Lord thy God because it's he that gives thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. And it shall be if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them, and worship them. I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroyed before your face, so shall ye perish, because ye would not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. That's reading from Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter, verses 10 and 20, and from those scriptures... I have chosen a message entitled, A Nation Which Has Forgotten. A Nation Which Has Forgotten. Let's pray. Fathers, we come today. We have been blessed in the service this far. Our hearts have been lifted and we've been encouraged. We've gotten testimonies already of people being touched. Now, God... I'm asking that you will lay your hand upon me to deliver the message that you want spoken today. 
God, that we may learn never to forget you and where we've come from. And it's by your grace and by your mercy that we achieve what we do. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. And everything's accomplished. We'll give you the praise. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. There is a prophet in the Old Testament that was nicknamed the Weeping Prophet. Anybody? Can anybody name me him? Jeremiah. He literally wept for the sins of his nation. I know the word that I have for you today, and I'm thankful that this is going to be, this is being recorded, and people can go to our website and hear this message later. Unexpectedly, I was sitting at my desk in my office a little while ago. I already knew what I was going to be speaking about, and I knew the scriptures that the Lord had placed upon my heart. And I sat there to to pray again. And as I looked over the scriptures that we just read in Deuteronomy, I literally broke down and began to bawl, weeping over this nation. I want to read you a short excerpt from a speech that one of our presidents made. This is the words of one of our presidents. He says, We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers and in wealth and in power as no other nation has ever grown before us. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts, that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace and become too proud to pray to the God that has made us. 
Wonder what president spoke those words. Sounds sounds like it, it could be recent. Further back than that. Those words were spoken in 1863 by Abraham Lincoln. When I read that, I says, wow. I wonder what Mr. Abe would think about this nation today. We are a nation which has forgotten. What is the greatest threat to American security, do you think, today? And security is on the mind of everybody. And I'm just... I, I'm, I'm taking my time here because I know I've got a mandate this morning from, from the Holy Spirit to deliver this word. What is the greatest threat to American security? Is it Al-Qaeda? Is it ISIS? Is it Iran? Maybe North Korea? Or the ever-encroaching threat of a greater and growing more powerful advanced China? What about what about our unsecured borders or the civil unrest that is right now recently sweeping our country? All those things that I read about are should be considered serious, but they're not America's greatest security threat. I don't believe none of these things. I don't believe that our security is threatened from any foreign or outside force or even even forces uh, such like what I've said about the civil unrest and, and lawlessness that we see on the streets of our nation. I believe the greatest threat that we face as a nation today is our forgetfulness of God. That's the greatest threat. There's not a threat no greater. When you consider the scripture that we read, as God spoke to his people many, many years ago, amen, uh, in the book of Deuteronomy. Now, I can stand before you today, and I can say unashamedly and without any worry that we are a nation which has forgotten. Well, when you make a statement like that, you've got to have some evidence, don't you? We say, well, look at all the gospel radio stations, TV stations, churches on every corner. What is the evidence that America has forgotten God? Let me, I don't want to take too long, but I want to give you some of that evidence. The removal of the Ten Commandments and all other references of God from our governmental buildings. Certain court rulings that have recently happened. This crazy mass media, the way that they are doing today. 
What about the thousands of internet child abductions for sexual gratification by scores of men in this nation? Evidence that we have forgotten God. The end of saying one nation under God in the Pledge of Allegiance. And let me say, I almost passed out, Brother Paul, the other day as I found out in one state a school principal gave the okay to the teachers and then in the U.S. of A. and had all the kids in all the classrooms of the school saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, they took out one nation under God, but they added something. One nation under Allah. That happened two weeks ago in an American public school system and the principal backing it up. That's evidence that we are a nation that has forgotten God. I promise you, my children, our, our children are all, all gone, all three of them. But I tell you, if I would have found out something like that, one of my children or grandchildren, I'd be going out and yanking that kid out of that school, and they'd never go back in that school again. Thank God. Hallelujah. I know, I, I know, I know our, our son is... Um, and, uh, and part of the reasons is it has to do with the way he works and uh, the time he spends on the road driving driving the truck. And he, he don't he don't um, they don't go to church like they should. But thank God, even him and his wife two years ago realized that their kids was not getting what they needed in the public school system. So for the past two years, I, Amen. She's been homeschooling our our grandgirls. Now thank God for somebody standing up. They said my kids is not going to be taught that garbage. My kids is not going to be brainwashed. What about the removal of prayer from most of our school and social functions? It's evidence of a nation that's forgotten God. The recent decisions of the Supreme Court against the protection of the rights of the unborn and even euthanasia and assisted suicide are becoming commonplace. It's evidence of a nation that's forgotten God. The removal and outright disregard of religious lives of our ancestors and the founders of this country who've established this nation as a Christian nation taken away is evidence of a nation that has forgotten God. support of gay rights and other activist groups who are in direct opposition against God and his word and anything that is holy. The rise of immorality, including living together outside of marriage, as now being socially acceptable, along with the promotion of all kinds of sexual immorality in all forms in media entertainment, while mocking the Christian values and virtues. 
So it's clear, church, many in America have forgotten, and not only forgotten, but forsaken all the godly principles this nation was founded upon. We have become just as Israel of old did right before God, even though he loved his people, said enough is enough, and I'm going to have to bring down judgment upon you. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, Jehovah God says, The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doeth not know, my people doth not consider. All sinful nation of people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers. Children that are corrupt, they have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Hallelujah. Church, we are a nation. We are living in a nation that's forgotten God. And if you think we're going to continue down the path that we're going, amen, we're just doing like what they did before the kings of Israel, Brother Bobby, it said in the book of Judges that every man did what was right in his own eyes. Hallelujah. Something's got to change. Something's got to happen. As we think about Thanksgiving there has never been a nation. I listen. I love I love the study of history. That's that's my that's my forte. If I uh, if I hadn't went went to um, Bible college and spent all my time studying uh, church administration and theology and all that stuff, everything I'm in it. And, 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 and maybe went to ride becoming a school teacher, but probably been a history teacher. I, I, I love I, I love history, and I'm telling you, there never has been a nation that has been blessed like the United States of America. Listen, we're still an infant. This nation is not that old. Well, my Lord, this young man sitting around here, I tell you that I'm correct on this. You can go to Europe and you can find buildings over there that's older than America. Hallelujah. So we are still developing and still forming. What is our future going to look like? Not very good, brother. It looks like that it's a future without God. And a nation without God, according to some of our forefathers, is a nation that cannot endure. This, the rise and decline of the Roman Empire is, is a, uh, it's a book, his, some history that this good reading. And if you look and see how the Romans came to power and what all they did, it's recorded a list of things 
that brought about the, uh, the destruction finally of Rome. And every one of those things are in force in America today. Hallelujah. What are you saying, Brother Sammy? And I, I don't want to draw this out because I don't want to bore you with this, but I just want, I want everybody to leave here today with a sense of urgency about we all ought to become weepers. We all ought to pray and say, God, as, as I, I prayed, when I began to cry and bawl back there a while ago, seeking God, I began to sweat. And I, I said, Lord, please forgive me for the sins of this country. What's got to happen if we're going to do a turnaround? What's going to happen if things are going to change? I tell you, amen, something has got to jog our memory. That's what I want to talk about. Just one and only point in this message. Something has got to jog our memory. Now this is what it, why it don't look too good for our nation right now. God has sent prophets, churches, people to, to preach, to beg, and to plead. Most of it's gone on deaf ears. We have forgotten where we come from. We have forgotten, amen, all the things that has made us who we are and what has made this nation great. Something has got to jog our memory. I want to read you something from 2 Samuel Chapter 14, verse 29 and 30. Therefore Absalom sent for Joab to have sent him to the king, but he would not come to him. And when he sent again the second time, he would not come. Therefore he said unto his servant, See, Joab's field is near mine. And he hath barley there. Go and set it on fire, and absolute service set the field on fire. I'm not going to take the time to tell you all that story, but Absalom was trying to get in with an audience to see the king. Joab was the man, amen, was responsible for that. Every time Every time Joab would try to get, get a hold of Joab and say, get, get away, I need to see the king. See, the king was his, was his daddy. David, they, uh, uh, David uh, was his father. But Absalom would not listen. He refused. This, this right here has been preached on down through the years. They even wrote a song about, he will set your fields on fire. Anybody heard that old song? If you have, you tell you how old you are. Hallelujah. Finally, Absalom got tarred. He told, it, told his boys, he says, look here, Joab's got a field of barley right over there close to mine. We're going to get his attention. We're going to get his attention. We're going to go down and we're going to set his fields on fire. And so it happened. Guess what? It wasn't long. There was a knock at Absalom's door. And it was Joab. What in the world have you done? 
I've been trying to get your attention. I've been begging. I've been pleading. I've been doing everything that I possibly could do, amen, to get you, but you haven't done nothing. So I decided I had to get your attention. Church, listen here. I am concerned this morning that God above, hallelujah, is in the preparation of setting some things on fire in this nation. Hallelujah. Not as much to totally destroy us, but to get our attention. And it's already beginning to happen. We're in for a rough ride until we remember that it was and it is God who has blessed this nation and gave us our wealth. God can take everything away as easy as it gave us. Hallelujah. If we don't respond to God, hallelujah, if we don't move on our own, he's going to do something to jog your memory. God has been known, God has been known to take the things that people love the most completely away to get their attention. Hallelujah. God is not, yes, God is a God of love. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. But he's also a God of judgment. Hallelujah. And I read to you in the opening of this message about the experience that he had, amen, with the children of Israel. Hallelujah. He said, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. Hallelujah. Church, you thank God with what he has blessed this country, the greatest nation on earth, with the greatest wealth. Amen. Do you think God's going to let this country continue to go? Hallelujah. Listen, it's already started. God's going to set some fields on fire. He's going to set some fields of a nation on fire. He's going to set some personal fields on fire and personal people's lives across this country. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, we're looking and we're headed for judgment. Hallelujah. The tribulation is fixing to take place and we're going to be in the middle of it. Hallelujah. We're going to be here because we have forgotten where God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Don't wait. Don't wait for God to have to jog, do something to jog you, remember? Don't wait till He picks something that you really love. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The blessings that God gives us. Hallelujah. I could go down and start making a list, but I don't have to do that. We, we all, I mean, you just stop and think. There's a lot of things in every one of our lives that we look at and we think that that's a necessity, that it's not a necessity at all. It's a blessing. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We was, I got a copy on DVD of the movie that was made 
that originated the, uh, the Waltons uh, TV series. The name of the movie is The Homecoming. Uh, biggest majority of everybody that played in that movie was in the TV series, but uh, there was some different, some different mom and dad and grandfather and, um, and so on. And some of the folks that was watching with us and everything, I noticed the eyes, especially of the younger ones. As a scene took place in the living room of the house, with all that big family gathered around with chairs in a U-shape, sitting there listening, and you thought they was watching TV, but they wasn't watching TV, it was the radio. I'm talking about the blessings of this nation. My father told me at the time that when they wanted to hear the radio, they had to check around because there's only two or three families in the whole community that even owned a radio. And they would go to a neighbor's house so they could, they could uh, hear some kind of radio broadcast. My dad was born in 1901, and he, can, he remembers well the first airplane that flew over and drove all the wild stock crazy. The blessings that we all have today have come about just in the last few years. Hallelujah. Now, it's not a radio. Now, I, last, last night I was, I was, I was uh, watching another old, 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 old program in black and white, and it showed the year that it aired on TV. Uh, it was in 19, 1960s, and uh, I, looked, I looked at Sister Darlene, and I said, you know, it's hard to imagine that it was just since the 1960s that nobody knew what color TV was. Nobody knew. There wasn't such thing as color TV. Now... I mean, they got they got televisions in every room, just about. You got them in the kitchen. All these things that we got. There's a whole lot of people think they can't survive without a cell phone. Well, you let God start setting some fields on fire. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people having to don't need them. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Some people think, well, man, man, I, you know, I'm, I, I can't, I, I can't survive without my Facebook. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm telling you, church, this nation has forgotten. It's so easy to forget. He, Jesus, God told the Israelites. He said, listen. Once you live in those goodly homes, that's what we read in De Deuteronomy. Once you begin to live in those goodly homes and you get full, don't forget me. Don't forget who really blessed you to live in that nice house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't forget 
amen, who blessed you that you could have all, the, all, all this modern technology and all this stuff. Don't forget it because if you, if you forget it, you can lose it just as quick as you got it. Something is coming about in this country to stir our memory. There's two scriptures other I want to read, and I'm going to close. What we got to do, it tells us in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 5, the words of Jesus himself. Jesus says, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of its place, except thou repent. Listen. Do you know why you're not progressing today? Do you understand why things ain't going too well with you today? You need to remember from whence you were fallen. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people think, well, okay, I'm going to go, uh, I see I messed up, I'm going to start right now, fresh in you, I'm going to start from here and go on. No, do you remember from whence you're fallen? You got to go back to the place that you fell from. Now let me give you some good Bible teaching right now. Before I ever got saved, before the Lord ever became the Lord of my life, when I come to him, my sins, everything I'd done, was cast in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered. I, I'm being born again. I got a new life. But here I am on down the road, and I, the Bible says, well, I'm, I'm not going get, to get in that. That would take me too much, too much time. I'll, I get messed up. I get off track. I can't think that I'll just pick right up right where I am and go on. I got to remember from where I've fallen. Maybe where I've fallen was, where I've fallen is I, I, I told a lie on this brother right here. I may have lied on people all over the country before I first come to God. God does not require for me to get on 747 and run down every, peop, every person I ever lied to before I come to the Lord. That's not, that's not in the plan of salvation. That's not the plan of salvation. That's what, no. But once I become a child of the king and I get off track, and if I do something against this brother, if I love this brother, God says, you've got to remember from what you've fallen. Before I can get it right with God, I've got to get it right with him. I've got to get it right with him. We got churches all over this country that's not, that's not prospering, it's not doing no good at all. It's because they got so much unforgiveness in the congregation. Nobody wants to say, I'm sorry anymore, seems like. Hallelujah. Nobody wants, you know, I, 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 was, I, I, was, I was counseling a man one time. This man's world was falling all to pieces. Everything was going wrong with him. It's, and what his problem was, the guy had 
he allowed lust to get built up in his heart. And he had started lusting against other women. And he, even though he was married, he lived with a woman, but yet he was doing all this, all this kind of stuff back behind her back. And he, kept, he, kept, he keeps coming to me, keeps coming to me. You know, he says, I got to get it right with God. I got to get it right with God. Finally, the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and come, come through me. And it come. I says, look, quit trying to get it right with God until you first get it right with your wife. Because you ain't going to never get it right with God until you get it right with your wife. Hallelujah. Sometimes there's some things we got to get taken care of. We got to remember from once we are fallen and repent. Hallelujah. And if true, if true repentance comes, that don't mean you keep doing something. Hallelujah. One more scripture. I told you there was two I was going to read. I read one. Let me read one more and I'm going to close. Proverbs 1 and 23. This is what the Lord said. He says, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. That's what we got to do, church. We got, we got to remember some things. And once we remember some things, we got to start making it right. There's a whole lot this nation's got to make right to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We got we to gotta make some changes. It's not, it's not sure doom. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says God is not willing that any should perish. But all, what? Come to repentance. Hallelujah. God does not want to see nobody judged and sent to hell. Do you realize that hell was not even created for man? Hell was made for the devil and his angels. That's what the book says. Hallelujah. But if you follow the devil's path to the God's path and his word, you may wind up there. Hallelujah. Let's take some time. Brother Darrell, I'd like you to come up and get a course. Let's pray for this nation. Glory to God. Remember from which you're fallen. I just happened to notice I didn't I hadn't read our church bulletin today. Hallelujah. I was talking about threats against America. Things that against our security. You got this in your bulletin, so this is this is one part of the message maybe you maybe won't forget. It says, we have been noticed that there have been 10 terrorist cell groups that have been operating in many of our churches. 10 terrorist cell groups operating in many of our churches. It names them. Been sleeping, been gossiping, been refusing, been arguing, been sloughing, been fighting, been hindering, 
been judging, been missing, oh Lord, been complaining. Hallelujah. Amen. Got uh, Ben Laden, but all these other beings still running around. Hallelujah. Let's stand together.